Science AF. Science AF. You know, you're Science AF. <laughs> Science AF. Science AF. Science AF. Yeah, man, let's do it. Science AF. Science as fuck. Welcome to Science AF. I'm your host, Dave Chacho, and I'm Science as fuck. I'm your host, Jesse Klein, and I'm Science as fuck. Our guest today is my cat, except she's outside running around. She'll probably come in and uh, comment every once in a while on what we're doing. Oh, man. That's all I hope for. (laughs) That's the only reason why I do this podcast is yeah. for cat commentary. She actually got in. Um, I should have put her in the description. She actually got in the Annihilation episode that we released last <laughs> week. She had a, something to say about that movie. A cat meow? A cat meow? Oh, no. What? <laughs> a can- oh, so it's either a cam meow. A cam meow. Or a cat, oh. cat meow. Cat meow. Cam meow. Cam-meow. I, I like cameo. Yeah, cameo. She had a cameo in our last episode. <laughs> yes, hopefully we'll have more cameos to come. So we're just ta- we're just doing uh, taking a look at some science stories we haven't talked about yet, and we are also here to. <laughs> I mean, what, I, yeah, pitch I mean, you um, movies. Yeah, we're, we're here to pitch movie ideas. We're thinking of uh, we're thinking of a uh, new and fun segments to do, and I was thinking of uh. It would be fun if Dave and I pitched each other a science-based movie uh, that is based off of something that happened in the real world or something like that, based off of either an article that we've touched on in the past or one that we remember or something like that. Uh, or, 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 how sci- or, or based on how science has touched our own lives. Oh, yeah, it could be an autobiographical movie (laughs) (laughs) but this is not just an exercise we are actually here to pitch movies and if you're in you know uh, if you're like a a producer steven spielberg we know you listen to this podcast if your name is steven spielberg uh or scorsese lorne michaels maybe scorsese loves this podcast um give us a call and let's make some of these movies. Yeah, you can call us at one six sixty nine sixty nine, uh, Science AF. <laughs> 420. 420. Uh, 69 again. XX, Sephiroth, XX. <laughs> <laughs> the phone lines are always open. That's the scientifically funniest phone number yeah. possible. <laughs> we ran it through our joke algorithm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jesse. Yeah. Do you know... That they're sending, we're sending a probe to touch the sun? I just saw this article as I was scrolling through Twitter in traffic. Uh, The Parker probe. (laughs) Fucking NASA. (laughs) We're going to go poke the sun. We're going to go, we're going to go poke the sun indeed. Uh, uh, Violate the sun perhaps even. Yeah. You know, I think the sun's up for it. It'll be a uh, consensual probing yeah. by the United States NASA uh, space program. And there's no there's no reason for science. We just want to do it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they don't need to know anything. <laughs> they're they're not they measuring anything because a couple of uh, uh, scientists dared each other to touch the sun. Yeah, and they're like. Oh, I'll fucking do it then. Yeah, people don't know this, but uh, how NASA gets anything done is uh, instead of like doing a proposal and like a b- expense account and stuff like that, it's all based on double dog dares. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah. 
it's usually scientists uh, sitting around seeing how far they can dare the other ones to go. I double dog dare you. You can't get John Glenn to the moon. Yep, they dared each other to <laughs> go to the moon, and then uh, they faked the moon landing. Yep. And so they're going to fake the, the sun <laughs> the landing sun now. touching. <laughs> um, uh, d- how are we going to get that? I mean, I don't I don't claim to be uh, a sun expert, but I, I would say this. I, I know it's pretty hot. <laughs> <laughs> it how, is. How are we getting the, wh- what kind of dampeners are we using? How are we, we just going to put on some SPF 80 and get after it or what's going on you know they have a liquid cooling system so it should be fine <laughs> yeah sure um just any any powerful gaming computer could yeah get to i was the gonna sun. say the, the newest gaming computers have liquid coolant uh so they could probably make it uh, so here's some things i i learned recently reading about this um the surface of the sun if you think about it as like it's not really a lake, but if you think about it as like a lake of lava, mm. if that lava on the very surface is only about 4,000 degrees. Oh, only? That's about twice as hot as lava here on Earth is. Yeah. Uh, like the Hawaiian volcano lava is like 2,000 degrees. So it's only twice that. Yeah. Which you would think it'd be a million times that, but it's only twice. So yeah. So that's not that hot. The, the thing is, the atmosphere just above that plasma lake that's 4,000 degrees is millions of degrees <laughs> so like the air that's no, not really air but the kind of it's sort of like air the yeah. atmosphere around the surface jumps from the thousands to the millions immediately Jesus and that's kind of one of the things they're trying to figure out is why that happens so this probe's going to go try to figure <laughs> that out um, but one of the I, I think it has a lot to do with the fact that you know the quote-unquote lake of lava is is mostly molten uh, metals and yeah iron and stuff but and, and that but can only get so hot but when yeah so you can only get so hot when you're that uh when you're like a metal but then when you step away into the atmosphere you're getting blasted immediately with radiation, radiation and yeah. light uh rays just smashing you in the face so it's that's why it's millions of degrees there so they're sending a probe into, it's going to circle the sun for um, seven years and slowly spiral in. Oh, yeah. Well, that's how, you know, you're talking about it being a consensual probing. Like, that's it. Like, yeah. you don't just go right in. You, you have to do the dance a little yeah, bit. Yeah, you have to court the sun a little bit. Yeah, they're going to watch Netflix on the couch for a few years. Oh, sure. Got it. <laughs> um, and then they keep saying, touch the sun. I was, I was never able to find... Uh, anyone to confirm if they're actually going to like dip down into the surface but they do they made a probe which is called the sweep the solar wind electrons alphas and protons instrument is made to withstand the temperatures of dipping literally dipping into the and touching the sun i don't know um if they're just going to, like, after the final spiral, if they're just going to dive in and, like, do a death <laughs> after dive, After they've maybe, gotten all their data. And, and try to get some, um, what's it called? Oh, it's a Faraday cup. Uh, the sweep, the sweep. Uh, um, Faraday cup? <laughs> the Faraday cup, yes. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, so they're sending, so 
one of the things on the probe. So I imagine the rest of the probe might burn up yeah. on final entry, and this final instrument, this sweep instrument, also called a Faraday cup, will maybe send back some data when it touches down or something. I'm, I'm just conjecturing. I'm not sure how it's actually going to go. Is it related to a Faraday cage at all, or is it just... Maybe. <laughs> or are they, uh, they just like naming things? Do you want to describe a Faraday cage? Uh, uh, it cancels out all... Uh, electromagnetic radiation by yeah. creating a, a shield uh, that you can be inside of and not have any radiation uh, yeah, or electromagnetism. I mean, it, it makes sense that you would want something that is uh, radiant resistance if you're <laughs> on the sun. Yeah. Uh, it's real, real reflective. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Um, it will be... That's pretty cool, though. I like, in my mind, I'm imagining that instead of it being a Faraday cup, it's just like a a robot finger, <laughs> and it, <laughs> and it just goes and it just scoops up, and it's like a it's like when you uh used to steal icing off of a cake when you were a kid. Like if uh -huh. your mom was making a cake and you would steal it from the mixer, it was just like just like the finger goes in and scoops a little bit of like the the liquid magma. And then it just comes back up to the probe, and the probe's just like, mmm, yummy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was picturing something way dirtier, but that's a nice image. I, I went Scooping with frosting. The, I went with the childhood uh, icing scooping imagery. Um, yeah. Maybe it's like a little robot that can make sandcastles out of the 4,000-degree um. molten <laughs> iron. Uh, what a what a day, <laughs> what a day at the beach that is. <laughs> and then they fuck. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, then okay. you fuck those castles. So, uh, obviously, I think this is, there's a Pixar movie in this where the probe and oh, son. Oh, this is your movie. This is your movie pitch. <laughs> you went from article to movie pitch. Are uh, the probe and the son are in love but standoffish? Yeah, sure. And the probe's just going around it. Uh, meanwhile, back on Earth, two scientists are trying to out-dare uh, each other. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, and so what they do is they out-dare each other uh, to the point where they destroy the planet. And everyone has to escape and on, on probes, on sentient probes. Sure, yeah. And so civilization lives on sentient probes that touch that, you know, <laughs> that sort of that orbit around uh, the sun and uh, and they survive by dipping, <laughs> dipping into the uh, frosting I layer. Mean, I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, with the I guess you could get energy the way we get geothermal energy from just the by tapping in. Yeah. Just. Yeah. Wh what if we just started mining the sun? Yeah, we could we could conceivably mine the sun. <laughs> Just end our galaxy. <laughs> the scientist what happens is is the sun suddenly decreases in temperature by a thousand degrees and Earth immediately freezes. Yeah. So we all have to go closer in and live on these uh these probes that literally are probing the sun. Meanwhile the sun has a personality. Yeah, sure. And um who who are we voicing? Who's the voice of the sun? The sun is 
Um, I think uh, I was going to say Scarlett Johansson, but she, I mean, is the son a minority that she can claim to, <laughs> to play? <laughs> Maybe she might be. <laughs> she might be too uh, controversial <laughs> a choice right now. Natalie Portman, Elizabeth Banks, <laughs> a little comedy son. Elizabeth Banks does remind me of the son. <laughs> I don't know. It, it might be just that she's got a great smile, but I, I feel like uh, I feel like she'd be a good son. How about Tiffany Haddish? Tiffany Haddish would be good. I was good th- I was thinking Eartha Kitt. Eartha Kitt, <laughs> uh, more w- wise and yeah. uh, an older son. I mean, the son's been around for billions yeah. of years, so Eartha Kitt would be good. Mm, hello, probe. <laughs> so you want to probe me, <laughs> do you? The, the, an Eartha Kitt impression and an Alan Rickman impression are very close to each other. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, it's too bad we don't have Alan Rickman for the to to play the voice of the probe. <laughs> Would you like to be probed now? <laughs> Go mm. ahead and try it, Mr. Potter. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So th- right. there we have our our story, and in the the third act, they learn to uh, love. <laughs> what if? Can I pitch? Can I pitch on your your pitch? Yeah, yeah, please. Uh, what if? What if Earth? Also, oh, we're co-producers on this. Oh yeah, if it absolutely. Gets picked up. Yeah. Uh, what if Earth also has like a a personality and like a face? Oh. And it's like a it's like an overprotective mother. Uh huh. And like even though Earth is now a frozen wasteland, she's still trying to keep trying to keep her, like humanity in her clutches. Like and it's get back here. It's dang- It's a dangerous solar system out there well it's like this really sad story of like humanity has been nurtured by earth for all of existence and now that she no longer has any nutrients for us we just abandon her and it's like this thing where it's like at first like maybe she's a villain but then towards the end you're like oh no we just feel really sad for her is played by Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Yeah, it's, uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders can play her <laughs> uh, because she is, the, I mean, the most sympathetic character I can think of in the world. Uh, how about the lady that plays Aunt Lydia? <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, on Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, uh, yeah, she would be great. <laughs> Let this be a lesson to you. She also sounds like mm. Eartha Kitt. Every, now, we're finding that everyone sounds like Eartha Kitt or Alan Rickman. Yeah. Um, I mean, th- this is a uh, it it's a it's a brave story we're writing because we're hiring all senior actors. <laughs> <laughs> we're so brave. <laughs> uh, I yeah. like it. And then it writes itself. What do you got a title? It's called "Probing the Sun." It's called uh, just "Probing." It's like like a. Like a British sitcom. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> it's three seasons and then ends suddenly when the showrunners are bored with it. It's how I learned to stop worrying and love fucking the sun. <laughs> All right. <laughs> See, so uh, look for that Pixar announcement soon when they release How I Learned <laughs> to Stop Worrying and Fucking the Sun <laughs> brought to you by the the producers of Wally <laughs> and the Good Dinosaur <laughs> uh, okay so my first story uh is about it's one of my favorite stories ever 
uh, as far as science goes. And it's about the race to discover uh, the quote-unquote missing link. Uh, uh, because, uh, as you know, like my, my main background is in biological anthropology, which is all about like how humans became humans. Uh-huh. And, uh, and there was this period of time where scientists were desperate to find this this early man uh this this kind of where where the in between between ape and uh hominid or like uh homo erectus was yeah well and i mean so uh, uh, missing link being um is not is not evolution a term. being a a a chain a long yeah. chain it's and, not a real term like Right, right. Yeah. But we can describe what it does have a meaning sort of uh, that in a long chain of really, you know, every, you know, uh, every hominid that was born. Yeah. You know, is a link in the chain. So we're not going to never going to find every single link, but there's gaps. Yes. And there's been we've been slowly been closing the gaps by finding new fossils, but there's still gaps. Yeah. And those gaps are missing links that we want to find more like uh data for. Yeah, and and for for me this would be like an anthology. Like uh-huh. it would be like it would be a movie anthology. You would go and you'd like uh you know, you'd go there, you'd get dinner and you'd stay for 6 hours to watch this like anthology of films or you could like or watch it be it. released in sequels or or released all at once. I think I think it would get released all at once. And you would have the option of like seeing them at your own pace, or, uh-huh. uh, or you could see them all at the exact same it's time. Like like uh, uh, Nymphomaniac when, yeah. when that came out, it was all released together, but you could see it in different pieces, yeah. right? And so like the the main stories, I would. I, I hope would, it's a lot like Nymphomaniac. It is. By the way, there's a lot of fucking in this story, <laughs> folks. There's a lot of fucking. Uh, yeah, you got me hooked. <laughs> yeah, we don't. Pixar. The name of the story is "There's a lot of fucking <laughs> make it." Uh, By the guys who brought you <laughs> "How I Learned to Fuck the Sun," <laughs> "How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Fuck the Sun." Uh, but so it'd be like an anthology series, and it would be about uh, these kind of these three separate events that uh, really formed how we learned what early humans looked like. Uh, and the first is the Latoli footprints, uh-huh. which is uh, the first known uh, instance of humans walking erect, which uh, in itself might not sound like that big a deal. And that was the the, the guy's name, Latoli. Uh, the first guy who walked up, right? Tony Latoli. Yeah, his name was Tony Latoli. Hey. It was like, Tony, hey. what are you doing? Hey, you Goombas, what are you doing? Just walk know. on your feet like this. I just started walking like this, and <laughs> it feels great. <laughs> All we do is <laughs> just walk on our feet. Why are you still walking on four legs? <laughs> you dummies. Like a bunch of jamokes. <laughs> Me, Tony Latoli. <laughs> Ma, I know. Stop walking on two legs, Tony. I'm going to do what I want to, Ma. And I'm going to live with you until I'm 45 with my wife. (laughs) (laughs) 
All uh, right, a lot of... Uh, <laughs> Science AF is a friend of the Italian people. <laughs> uh, we joke, we joke because my name is Chacho. Okay. Anyway, the Litoli Footprints, it is... What uh, are the Litoli Footprints? It is a, a mud and ash bank where uh, you can see a lot of footprints and a lot of uh, travel but through a lot of animals. Is this in Africa or in the This East? is in Africa. Okay. Uh, and... Uh, and the most important, though, is uh, two sets of uh, hominid footprints walking across it. Uh, a small, really sweet. A smaller set and a larger set. Like, uh, so it's very much like, like most, a, a most people think either a couple love. or uh, uh, an adult with a child. Like some and then sort there of was thing. A, um, the part where it's, Jesus was it's carrying just one him. It's just footprints. one set of footprints. <laughs> and then it's just one foot. You're like, Jesus, you don't need to show off. And Jesus is hopping. Yeah. He's, he, he stepped on a jellyfish. And, and now it, he's it turns hopping. into tire tracks where Jesus <laughs> grew tires and just <laughs> well, drove him. Well, no, he, f- he found his moped. He's <laughs> like, why am I carrying you? I got he a moped. He can just conjure a moped from yeah. thin air. And ciao. It's me, Tony Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, uh, Jesus, <laughs> can I get a ride on your moped? Uh, sure, Tony. But my favorite part, uh, and this might be an apocryphal story, but uh, I've always heard how the Latoli footprints were started, is that uh, the scientists who were kind of searching in this kind of hotbed of uh, hominid activity uh, were playing a game of catch, and one of them threw the ball like too hard and it overshot and the other scientist went to go pick it up and then he found this plate of footprints like just com- completely on accident like the ball rolled down the hill or whatever oh, wow. and like i feel that's like cool. i feel like spielberg if you're listening i feel like that's that's your jam that's like a good moment the cam yeah. the tracking shot of the camera on the ball like that's a spielberg shot if i ever heard it you, you see the ball like bouncing down the hill yeah and you see you know the young handsome <laughs> tony latoli tony latoli running down after it <laughs> yeah hey i'll be right back guys i'm just gonna go get this ball <laughs> through this ball <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is this maron <laughs> he threw this ball too high <laughs> <laughs> mama <laughs> man come check out these are footprints <laughs> oh then then, and then his mom <laughs> and she's holding a plate of spaghetti <laughs> so the so the camera tracks also the spaghetti dropping and hitting the ground stop Playing over there in those footprints, it's time for dinner. Ma, this is a big scientific <laughs> event. I discovered this. You are you are downplaying this way too much. The great thing about this movie is uh, it's finally going to get Italians into Hollywood. Yeah, finally. <laughs> which is which is why uh, I I think we should cast. Uh, Oh, he just died. Uh, the guy who played Mario. <laughs> uh, who played Mario? Yeah. Uh, In the Mario movie? Yeah. Haskins? No. Uh, oh, Bob. Bob Hoskins. Hoskins. Yeah, Bob Hoskins. Did he play... die? Yeah, I he, didn't he hear died that. recently. But I think he should play Tony Latoli. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So the, the middle part of the anthology is uh, everyone's familiar with Lucy. Yeah, uh, she is uh, Australopithecus forensis. Uh, it is the uh, originator of Hey Lucy, I'm home. Yeah, uh, yeah. The person who discovered discovered her was Desi Arnaz, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, 
<laughs> and Fred. <laughs> <laughs> Fred, the neighbor Fred Mertz. Yeah. Uh, but uh, So Lucy was the the oldest sort of human fossil. For a long time, yeah. And, but but more importantly, the most complete. Okay. And uh, when we talk about uh, walking erect, uh, what we're, talk- we're talking about that completely changed how humans uh, were formed and how they interacted with the world. By walking erect, we could see over tall grass. Uh, uh, our hips opened up so that our children could have more formed brains at birth. Oh, that's interesting. Um, so that, w- that was the... It's the, the thing that set off our large brains. It is the it is which some uh, of us still have today. Yeah, some of us. <laughs> uh, biolo- a lot of biological anthropologists attribute erect walking to our uh, evolutionary kind of prowess. What happened? Mm-hmm. Uh, the it also gave us the power to spread across the globe because um, it, having uh, more defenses and basically becoming more adaptable yeah standing upright made us be able to adapt to all different kind of climates uh it it also made our sex organs more prominent which made us breed more uh than previously didn't happen for me (laughs) (laughs) chacho you gotta start walking around (laughs) (laughs) is that why my testicles haven't dropped yet double entendre all over the place (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh but uh, but Lucy really uh, I was talking about this because Lucy really showed uh, how much more open hips ha- had become since walking erect, uh, and her her skeleton is almost complete. She's missing she's missing like a femur here and like a, a humerus, and like a bunch of like uh, like metatarsals and metacarpals. But for the most but part, the point is she had back. Yeah, Lucy had back. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> she had wide, childbearing hips. Yes, uh, and, and she's the oldest uh, upright walking. Uh, I th- uh, how many did we have? I think since then we have found more, uh, like some Homo habilis and like Austro- like older Australopithecus. But she is the most complete we have. Now she wasn't um, a human. Human. <laughs> What's it called? A. Uh, uh, um, uh, Homo sapien? Homo sapien sapien. No. She was, uh, was she an Australopithecus? I believe she is Australopithecus frenzies. Homo, or earlier Homo something. Uh, I I think she is an Australopithecus frenzies. Uh, Frenzy. Like the alien on Star Trek. Yeah. Deep space. Uh, Frangie. She's Australopithecus Frangie. She's part Frangie. Yeah, you can see from her uh, developed bone (laughs) in her ears. (laughs) Um... But like the best, the best part about Lucy is like the night they discovered her, and they they realized like we have a huge discovery on our hands because the sheer amount of bones that they found. Uh, they were listening to uh, the Beatles and Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Oh, really? And that's that's why she is named Lucy. Is she's named after the song Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. What are you doing down there, Tony? <laughs> I'm finding Lucy. <laughs> Look at all these bones. I'm listening to the Beatles and I'm finding uh, this uh, bunch of bones down here. My Italian accent just went away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, no. Well, it's... it's. <laughs> oh, wait. Are you saying that Tony Latoli also discovered Lucy? Yeah. Oh, I okay, assume yeah. doing this analogy, Tony Latoli yeah, will be... He's, in, he's, in, I mean, anthology. He will be in all yeah, parts of timeless. the anthology. Uh, so, uh, 
So in this, uh, I number one, I think like um, Oliver Stone maybe directs this one. Okay. Because I feel like the you mo- want it to be long and yeah slow. <laughs> I want it to be long and slow. No, I feel like either Oliver Stone and this is gonna be weird, but um, God damn it, what's his name? Uh, the guy who did like uh, I Love Dogs and uh, you know, oh Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson. Wes Anderson because I feel like that montage of like Lucy in the sky with diamonds playing mm-hmm. while they're like digging up the bones and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and it's very art directed. Maybe a shot from above that yeah. slowly comes in. And all like the bones are arranged. Goes under the earth, and you can like see all the bones, like that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Owen Wilson is Owen playing Wilson. Tony Latoli. <laughs> Tony Latoli, Owen Wilson. Luke Wilson's oh, there. Oh, man. Uh, uh, Angelica Houston is playing Lucy. Uh, okay. Uh, but I think I think it would be really cool. Also, there's like, for conflict in there, Lucy was stolen several times. Like, there were a lot of... Really? Com- yeah, there were a lot of competing uh, archaeologists on these digs and like Lucy got stolen in the dead of night and then they had to steal her back uh which Lucy I feel got stolen in the dead of night yeah another great Beatles yeah, song. So this is a whole Beatles theme going yeah. on here uh and also I think that's like a great Wes Anderson like just the ridiculousness of stealing these bones and then having to steal them back is like a really good Wes Anderson kind of uh <laughs> Like, I think he could handle that really well. Yeah. So, Bill Murray was one of the people that oh, stole Oh, yeah. Bill, Bill Murray's one of the... Yeah, he's the rival. Uh, <laughs> Bill Murray <laughs> the, and the Jeff Goldblum are the rival archaeology team. <laughs> and, uh, and I just see the camera swinging back and forth between, like, Bill Murray and Goldblum's angry faces yeah. and then over to Angelica Houston and Owen Wilson's <laughs> angry faces and back. Back and forth. And, like... And, and in the middle is a s- Lucy's skeleton. <laughs> And uh, like Bill Murray and Jeff Goldblum want to call Lucy Teenage Wasteland after the Who, <laughs> <laughs> or what is the name of that song? That's uh, Bob O'Reilly. Uh, Bob O'Reilly. They, they want to name it Bob O'Reilly. Teenage Wasteland. Shut like, up! This is a Beatles movie. <laughs> no, it's, no, it's Bob O'Reilly. The Who movie. No, it's Lucy. No, it's Bob O'Reilly. <laughs> uh, and then the they f- want to call it Baba. <laughs> yeah, they want to call it Baba. And then the third part, uh, and this is maybe my favorite. Uh, story is uh Chatra, are you familiar with Piltdown Man? Yes. I was hoping oh, you would okay. say Piltdown Man. Yeah. That's one of my favorite archaeological stories. Piltdown Man uh is the story of basically uh during the eighteen and seventeen sixteen hundreds, uh for a long time, uh the center of all scientific thought was in England. Uh and during this during this search for uh during the search for this missing link, when people were obsessed with like, where is the spot where ape becomes man? Yeah. Um, all of the important finds, everything we were finding, was in Africa, the Middle East, and Asia, and Which not would make sense. That's where that's where it started. Humans and apes came from. Yep. Yeah. But in England, this was unacceptable. Right. They they were like, obviously mankind has to come from europe and the best people in the world england (laughs) yeah why aren't they researching where white people came from Yeah, exactly and so uh somewhere around cambridge i assume so these three scientists banded together and they made a 
archaeological find, quote-unquote, where they found what looked like uh, a, a, a complete skull that had both ape features and human features. Yeah. And, and it they, was... They, bu- they dug it up. They claimed to have dug it up in Piltdown, yeah. a town, town called Piltdown in England somewhere. Y- yeah. And Do you know what part of uh, the UK it was? I mean, I can look it up. Is it... Some things I want to say it's in, like, Wales. No, Piltdown sounds sort of Scottish. Maybe it was north. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but anyway, so they, they find this, and it's the thing that everyone in England has been waiting for. It is proof that humanity started in the grand old British Empire <laughs> and that these savages in Africa and Asia and the Middle East, although they are close to being humans, this is clearly ape features with a human skull. It is the most it is the most missing link we could ever get to. Uh, so it's way it's actually way south of England, uh, south of London, sort oh, of in the Brighton. countryside near to Brighton, yeah. Uh uh and uh and because of this they uh it rocked the scientific world. It was the the biggest discovery ever. So who uh, who who claimed the discovery? Uh, it was like an English, some, some English, yeah, archaeologist, like archaeological team, some racist English, yeah, uh, uh, and because of this, everyone was like, "Oh, England's where humanity started," and everyone everyone was like, "Great, uh, we all know it now. This is the missing link." Uh, but then <laughs> it got discovered that it. The entire scientific community, basically in England, had faked Piltdown Man. It was they took an orangutan lower jaw and attached it and shaved it down until it fit the upper skull of a human. Jesus! And had just been. Plus, pr- they found like a bunch of duct tape on it. Yeah, they found a lot of duct Elmer's tape. Elmer's glue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> honestly, it's Some it's of everyone was made else's of pipe cleaner. It was everyone else's fault. Like. <laughs> Uh, there was like just drawn in chalk. It said like real skull. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So actually, so you think it was actually a conspiracy of like the whole British I archaeological think a, community at the time? I think there was a lot of backing from the British archaeological community. Was yeah. this in the twenties? When was this? Uh, this was. Uh, can you look it up? I don't remember yeah. when it specifically was. I'm on it. Um. But it was a big deal, uh, and it was like this big. Yeah. It was this big fake. It was like headlines, right? Yeah. Like, like missing link found. Yeah, like nineteen twelve. Nineteen twelve. Yeah. Charles, the amateur archaeologist Charles Dawson, uh, was the first person who claimed to discover it, probably yeah. with help from a lot of friends. I I believe. I believe that there's a lot of theories that he was paid a lot of money from like the British Archaeological Society and like a the lot of. Science. The Natural History Museum, yeah, was somehow involved. I'm just looking. I'm just kind of scanning. Anyway, um, it's um, a really interesting story. Yeah. So for this one, Guy Ritchie directs. Okay. Uh, and it's kind of like the story of these guys trying to pull off the greatest scam in the history of the archaeological science world, and uh, yeah, and uh, I, I picture like the the. The scientist who first claimed it is like is like David um, P. 
Peep Show. Oh, oh, uh, David Mitchell. David Mitchell. Oh, that's perfect casting. And and like one of the shadowy. Oh, the, oh. Uh, my cat has has come to. Uh, uh, there's a cameo. <laughs> we have a cameo. <laughs> How do you say it? We have a cameo. Cameo. Yeah. For my cat. Um, and and then I was picturing like one of the shady scientists that's behind it is yeah. like John Cleese. Oh, I was I was John Cleese and like Toby Jones. Uh, Toby. Yeah, Toby Jones <laughs> yeah. would be great. Uh Eric Idle maybe. Oh yeah, just get get some uh, like all the old, all the pythons. Um and and Piltdown Man could be played by the skeleton of J- Graham Chapman. <laughs> <laughs> Please. <laughs> Let's take the jaw of Graham Chapman and put an orang- even orangutan jaw <laughs> and into a it. Shave an orangutan. <laughs> uh, and that that would be my movie anthology, The Latoli Footprints. Uh, That's good. That's actually Lucy and Piltdown Man. I started out with a, a joke pitch, and, and <laughs> this is actually a really good uh, pitch for a science-based <laughs> anthology series. So Pixar, are you listening, it, Netflix? The, the, the name of oh yeah, the name of this series would be uh, "Fucking the Past." <laughs> so Pixar, if you're interested, uh, "Fucking Through Time," "Fucking Through Time," or Netflix parts one, two, and three. <laughs> yeah, or Netflix. Uh, come and buy our ideas and then have us write, but also get other writers too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, w- this is just you know. We're not married to any of these <laughs> any specifics. Of these any of the specifics. <laughs> it could be Jurassic we Park. Can work, you, we can work back and forth. We could, uh, you know, uh, go do a sur- focus group. You <laughs> know the names, um, but I think that you should pick up these stories. Dave and I will sell out our ideals so quickly. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, if you hand us money, we'll do anything you want. Yeah. We'll make anything. it. We'll make it look like Piltdown Man was real. Are you listening? Netflix will do anything. anything. <laughs> and and we're walking around erect all the time. <laughs> <laughs> we learned it from Anthony. <laughs> Anna, What's his name? Anatoly. Anatoly. Or Latoli. Um, Anthony Latoli. Cool. All right. That's. Uh, that's called science pitches. Science with movie David pitches. Jesse. Yeah. Uh, uh, if if you have some money to produce a movie, please or, or three send it to us. Uh, P.O. Box one one two two Boogie Woogie Avenue sixty nine The scientifically funniest address possible. We put it in the joke algorithm. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week um, with another special guest. I think I know who it is, but I'm not going to say yet. But Ooh, mystery I think, guest. Um, we're going to do an episode soon on uh, uh, political science, which Ooh. I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, w- we might have a Marxist in here. Yeah, we might get a Marxist. We might uh, we'll get a Marxist and a Trump supporter and have them... We're going to tie their right hands together and and tie knives knives in their left hands. (laughs) (laughs) And then Jesse and I will talk about politics (laughs) while they fight to the death. While they knife fight. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
Thanks for listening to Science AF. You can find us at sciencefpod.com and on Twitter and on the Twitter and I think Facebook and Science AF Pod or maybe it's Science AF on Facebook. And um, I'm at Dave Chacho and all the things. I'm at Jess Klein One. And that's it. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for listening. Fucking with that's science. Our podcast. We'll do this again with more ideas of sci-fi movies that have fucking in the title. <laughs> yep. Very soon. Thanks, man. Good night, baby. Science AF. Science AF. <laughs> science AF. I don't know what Science AF. Science AF. Science AF. Science AF. Science as fuck.